Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I am your host, Mikkel Snyder. And I am your host, Keith Reed Cleveland. It is the middle of February. It is kind of getting warmer, but it's mostly staying cold. How are you doing today, Keith? I feel like this week was like more low-key in the news space because we still had things happen, but it wasn't like the huge news dumps that we had. You know, I think I think it's the middle of February. I think much like we have full spring, we have like slow news weeks during this time because you're right, like a lot of the announcements came out at like the end of January. So sort of like, look out for the rest of the year. And now everyone's sort of like, okay, deep breaths. We're gonna we're gonna take a step back. We're gonna reevaluate, and then we'll we'll move forward. So, yeah, I think we're kind of just all in holding pattern for like life to start up again once we can go outside. So hey, I'm not mad about it. You know, you, you can't be. And you know what? I'm not mad about. <laughs> oh, I just realized. <laughs> what are you not mad about, Miguel? I'm not mad about the Mad Libs that I got going because it's another segment of Mad Libs of news headlines. So we'll, we'll focus on on our five questions that we have for you. You know the drill. You get points. The points don't matter, but it's a fun little game show. So are you ready? Yeah, I feel like I'm on whose line. All right. So between the documentary on Peacock, sorry, Peacock, and the <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya live action adaptation, this character seems to be getting more support from Mattel, and it will be getting a new animated series in 2024 with a new, slightly terrifying design. Yeah, so this one is about the character that I was apparently obsessed with in my young life as a child and knew all the songs. Some of them are still burned in my memory to this day. This is none other than Barney. That's correct. Did you see the redesign with, with the teeth? Yeah, it's not the redesign with the teeth. And also, like, Barney's been working out and it looks really different. But, like, in hindsight, Barney should be an animated show. The fact that there was, like, a giant purple dinosaur on our television screens is something we just got used to way too quick. Yeah, but do you do you think that the design would have stayed the same if it was animated to begin with? Because like a lot of the original like core appeal of the purple dinosaur was the fact that they had to make a giant foam suit for this character, you know? <laughs> You're right, so it have the way they're supposed to, but I feel like kids these days I'd imagine aren't gonna be able to like have their attention trained by a giant dinosaur suit. Like they do need the animation because it's so much more you can do there. But yes, this is Barney, but I am wondering like if this impacts Daniel Kaluuya's creepy live action movie about Barney at this point. I mean, we have like three different He-Man adaptations going on at some point, so like anything, anything's possible now. Fair. But in my mind, this makes me think about like the Winnie the Pooh horror film that came out recently, just because like it like the rights to it were like released to the public and everything. I feel like with Barney, you can't have active animated Barney content directed towards kids and then a movie about a psycho Barney or whatever in the world this man came up it, with. It's, it's not a psycho Barney. Kalua's vision is that it, it is a more mature approach to the character, and also he he has the rights to the movie, unlike the Winnie the Pooh, which is. Uh, <laughs> public domain of a specific subsection of the 1000 acre wood stories uh they could not book tigger into that movie fun fact because tigger has like 60 years before he gets put into public domain Ooh, popular character one about pig so, probably has a century so we'll, we'll see how that works out so after a strong saw it rolling right into the next one 
Deadline reports that this Will Smith action movie is getting a sequel set decades after the original film. Except not really, because it's a sequel based off the alternative ending of the film. So I know this because this is like the first time that I think I became aware of like an alternate ending for a film, especially when that, in my opinion, made it significantly better. This is none other than I Am Legend, the movie where Will Smith was fighting zombies and all that kind of stuff. And the alternate ending was really cool because instead of the original one where like he blew up, like he actually like had a really interesting interaction with the like creatures, zombies. I don't know what they are. They're vampires in in, in the text. Yes. So I I Am Legend is a graphic novel that was adapted into a movie by Will Smith, and in the book, Will Smith's character basically comes to the realization that vampires are the new apex species, and that, like, he, he's gonna be a legend because he was the last human, etc, etc, and the alternate ending of this movie does sort of reflect that sort of, like, uh, Will Smith acknowledging vampires of having, like, feelings and stuff, as opposed to the original ending where there was just explosions for about 10 minutes. But the fun thing here is that Michael B. Jordan is gonna be in the movie with him. So like I don't. That's gonna be cool to see the two of them like at the same time in the film and everything. We'll, we'll see how that works out. But it's it's also very weird to pitch I Am Legend two based off of the director's cut that I'm not sure everyone saw. And I'm not making these decisions. I'm just making the questions. Are you ready for question three? <laughs> sure. This DreamWorks animation property is pivoting to live action because Disney isn't the only company who can triple dip into healthy franchises. Okay, so I don't think it's Shrek, but that's the main DreamWorks franchise I can think about, so I'm going to just guess that. It is. It is not Shrek. Oh my god, can you imagine a live-action Shrek? Wait, this is How to Train Your Dragon? This is, in fact, How to Train Your Dragon. (laughs) Okay, hey, thank you. They're making a live-action How to Train Your Dragon, which I love the franchise, but also why. Because it keeps making money. I was just talking to my friends the other day about how I just, like, it just hit me hearing about the, like, Puss in Boots last wish success that Shrek was, like, an accidental one-off success that's turned into a whole cinematic universe, and I kind of love it. And How to Train Your Dragon is in that same boat at this point. No, but I, I get making more How to Train Your Dragon. I love it. I'm watching The Nine Realms and Hulu. There's a new season coming up soon. Very excited about it. I don't understand why you're taking these beautifully animated dragons and trying to adapt them to live action. Because that's where the money is. I don't, I don't believe anyone who says that. But I'm also in the camp that they should reallocate all of the DC Universe's funds to animated movies and they still haven't listened to me. So, what can you do? <laughs> One day. We will send a link to this episode to everyone at DC Studios. Yeah, and they'll be sort of like, ha, look at this person. Look how foolish they are. The money is in live action and and <laughs> making Flashpoint when we don't deserve it. Um, sorry, mm. moving on. Um, <laughs> Death all another episode. So, uh, one of these things is incorrect. Apparently, the high-octane action thriller Plane did well enough to warrant getting a sequel, Boat, which will stall Mike Coulter. Huh. Okay, so... I know the for a fact that the movie Plane was out and is apparently really fun for people. And it stars Gerard Butler. And I think my culture, actually, that he's the co-star in that one. The thing that's tripping me up is Boat. And this is giving me real, like, Speed and Speed 2 vibes here. Like, we've changed the mode of transportation for the sequels. I just think that the thing here that might be different is maybe instead of a boat, I'm going to go with, they're going to go to train. Well, you, you got which was wrong, but uh, it's going to be... It's going to be silly when I say it. Are you, are you ready? 
Uh, uh, sure. The sequel is Ship. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you sound so <sighs> disappointed. <laughs> like, that was a genuine response and reaction to this information. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, hey, if it makes money, it makes money. I mean, I'm glad yeah. that, like, there's a new fun thing that can, like, I, I don't know. I can't find the, out, the bright side of this one. Let's move on. <laughs> yep. Plain sequel is Ship coming out sometime in the future. <sighs> I mean, I, I think I probably, I might even watch like Plain this weekend just to see for myself, but come on, y'all. I mean, if it, if it shows up in a streaming service, I won't, I won't not watch it, you know? Oh no, I was going to watch it and they're still renting it for 20 bucks. I'm going to wait. <laughs> I just realized that. Oh, I'm not paying money to see that movie. <laughs> no, not at all. Not, Let not me wait directly. a month. Um, <laughs> Last question, you know, in a bit of a streak and, you know, it could wobble either way, but what season of American Idol do you think we're on? Ooh, that's a really good question because, you know, reality TV show seasons are really weird and everything. Yeah. Like, it's not just like one season per year and stuff. Like, for example, like Survivor's currently on, I think, like season 44 or 43, somewhere in that range. It has not that's been wild. 40 years since it came out, right? That is wild. Right? And there are people out there who have watched all of the episodes multiple times because there's a whole survivor culture out there that I am on the edge of. It's wild. But anyway, um, so based on that map, I'm going to go ahead and say that American Idol is probably somewhere like in season 31. Well, you got a one correct. It's it's in season 21. Okay, cool. The worst society isn't as doomed as I thought it was. So, but I, I thought American Idol was canceled, honestly. I was very surprised <laughs> when I saw sort of like season 21. It's like, oh, wow. I mean, is any, like, successful cable show canceled anymore at this point? Fair, fair. I'm just, <laughs> I'm so used to the streaming service uh, lifestyle, sort of like, you love this show too bad. You're never going to see it again. Oh, uh, yeah. Speaking of, I just realized that one day at a time never really, like, had a fair shot once it got moved to cable, but now it's gone. But anyway, I moving mean, on. That, that's not, that's not. That's not one day at a time's fault. That's the cable infrastructure not knowing how to do things in the streaming world. And put it on a channel that no one had access to. It was so dumb. Truly. <sighs> I digress. But we're going to talk about other big things and good things that are happening after we take a very short break. And we're back. As we said at the top of the show, like a lot of things happened this week, but nothing major. So with a big ticket item this week, we're just going to kind of catch you up on things that we're looking forward to or excited about in the nerd space. Especially because this week we basically got a trailer for everything under the sun that's coming out in the next two or three months. Start us off, we have... We got a new full-fledged trailer for the one product that I have personally been in love with for years now and have made it my personal mission to infect the world with and I've gotten like eight people by my current count to watch it. And we're talking about none other than Ted Lasso. And we got a new trailer for that. So season three will start streaming on Apple TV as of March 15th. So if you're like a lot of other people out there and only use Apple TV for Ted Lasso, get ready to restart your subscription next month or so so we can start watching that week to week. But um, just catch people up on where that show currently is. Like, hmm, should we do like spoiler warning on this? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because you and I want to talk about Ted Lasso for a little bit. So we should, we should, we should put up a, a like, hey, 
hey, don't listen if you don't want spoilers. Ted Lasso is an amazing show, and as we know, it's based initially on a premise for a commercial where an American football coach, is in like an American who coached American football, went over to um, the UK to be a coach for a Premier League team. The show on Apple TV took that same premise and made up a fictional club called AFC Richmond, where Jason Sudeikis plays Ted Lasso, and he's just like, a ray of positivity and sunshine, but as the show goes on, we come to realize that that comes from a somewhat unhealthy place. So it's just one of those great shows where like things happen to good people, good things happen to good people and stuff, right? But it's a season three. We just saw the trailer for that, and a lot of cool things are, are going to be happening in season that we've now seen either in the trailer or the write-ups about the trailer. Um, as we now know, Nate the Great. Or formerly that is on is working under Rupert. Um, so Roy Kent has taken his job as well. Keely's doing her thing and killing in the PR firm and everything. And apparently Ted still has all the issues in the world he has to solve. But I'm excited because we're less than a month away from new Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is is my favorite types of sport media in which it is it is a narrative centric, which is why I've watched every single sports anime known to uh, humankind. Um, yep. <laughs> But I think I think what Ted Lasso does really well is that it it has a very optimistic message, but it also takes great care to show that like optimism is not enough uh, at times. Where it, it's very it's very forward, which is sort of like a a one hundred percent idealistic philosophy isn't always enough, and that you can't like do your best when it comes to like professional careers of the livelihood of these players and i think it handles a lot of difficult topics really well so apple tv plus has a lot of sleeper hits and ted lasso is the the premiere of that to be honest so uh you should watch it if you haven't already it's really good okay what you got at the end of the month on february 28th at 11 a.m central time I'm not going to be a real person for a little bit, um, because that's when the new Destiny 2 expansion comes out. Uh, Lightfall announced uh, many, many months ago is finally going to be gracing my laptop and my PlayStation 5, and I'm going to play a ungodly amount, um, stopping only to feed my cats and to feed myself before I play the game even more, because this this is this is the time of the year. This is my Christmas and my New Year's and and what have you. I get to play a zombie space robot knight who wields electricity and giant icicles. And soon enough, I will be able to control the fabric of reality. And all of these words only mean something to me. But it's been great. Uh, I've been uh, going full tabula rasa, so I've been manually removing every single of the outdated elements from my characters. I'm starting with a blank slate come that Tuesday. I'm very excited. Uh, they've released video documentaries. They've released uh, patch note previews. I'm ready. I'm excited. Uh, you you won't hear from me. You and Victoria may not have any news links posted because I will not be looking at Twitter. Um, I shouldn't be looking at Twitter now, honestly. It's it's kind of a, a trash fire. Um, but that's that's neither here nor there. But ve- very exciting. Uh, yeah, it, the 28th cannot come fast enough. I have been working months ahead in advance at my day job, so that way I can do this without a second thought and n- no guilt. Uh, it's it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And then I'm going to lose uh, the next Friday to uh, smashing my head against the wall and hoping to do the latest raid with a bunch of friends. So 
very, very excited for March. It's a, it's a good time to be a guardian. Yeah, I love that for you, fam. Like, I might even do, like, a wellness check every now and then. Just like, hey, just, like, send me an emoji if you're alive. Cool. Keep doing your thing. But um, every time we do have kind of do this bit, I think it's worthwhile for myself alone, if nothing else, but also our listeners. What's your current count, if you can give us a ballpark range of, like, hours uh, you spent on Destiny? Oh, let's, let's bring that up. Uh, we'll vamp <laughs> a little for now because the next uh, section that we're going to talk about does involve a copious amount of guns, which is fun. <laughs> so uh i'm bringing up the database now let's see so in destiny one so this this was the original game many many years ago uh i had 1492 hours so so little little under 1500 hours in the in the base game Just casual you know you know um are you ready for for the recent uh, Destiny Two uh, benchmark? <laughs> um, well, I think two things. I kind of want to guess, and also like for the guess, is there like can I can you let us know what it was last time? <laughs> okay, I can't tell you what it was last time because I don't remember the last time that we did the bit. But I can tell you that for my PlayStation Five 2022 roundup on the PlayStation Five alone, I racked up over a thousand hours. Okay, so in that case, I'm going to go ahead and say somewhere between 3,000 and 3,250. <laughs> I'm not sure if I feel proud or impressed of myself. <laughs> oh, no. Oh no. <laughs> the, the answer for the current playtime in Destiny 2 with my current accounts um, is 4,033 hours. Oh, what? Okay. Oh wow. The fact that I went up like I'm, uh, I more than doubled. Oh no. Okay. I mean, you know what? I love again. I love that for you. So that's so all I can say. Let let let's keep uh keep in mind that Destiny Two released uh way back in 2017. So it's been right. it's been six years. Exactly. So and it's we, also primarily all you play. Yes, uh, I play other games very sparingly, but so if we we divide that, we're looking at an average of like six hundred hours, uh, six hundred sixty six hours a year. Oh, that's so fine. So we divide that by twelve, we're looking about like fifty hours a month. You know, that's reasonable. Yeah, that's and it, reasonable. It it ebbs and flows, and like sometimes there's definitely more. But like this past couple weeks, I've been taking a break because I don't want to burn out before all of the new toys come out. <laughs> totally understandable. And by comparison, good. I think I did last year. I got my like PlayStation PS5 numbers and all that back. I think I total in all of gaming had like 800 hours for the year. So I mean, like it's kind of the same thing. It's just like I just play like 15 different games a year, and you like primarily play what? How many of those were in Grand Theft Auto? Is my question. Oh yes, you've seen it. Yes, you've seen me online playing Grand Theft Auto with some friends of mine here and there, and it's a good amount. Good amount. <laughs> Okay, good stuff, good stuff. So tell me tell me what makes you uh, excited for March. Oh, yeah. I know so you, it makes me excited for March. This should make everybody excited for March. Uh, as of March 24th, we will see the return of one of the most uh, iconic new entities in pop culture, for lack of better words. And that will be John Wick 4. And then it's going to feature people like Donnie Yen and a lot of also people from the past series that we really appreciated. But we got a new trailer for this. And essentially it showed us a little bit more what's going to be in this film. He's 
apparently going to hit every continent, it seems like, at this point. And he's going to shoot so many people. There will be so many bullets and so many rules of physics will be broken. And I cannot wait for this day to happen. I very much remember sort of like, oh, Keanu Reeves in a shoot-em-up. This looks fun. And then, like, watching it. So, like, oh, there's, there's some heart here. He's an assassin, but, like, he, he just wants to be a normal person after he lost his wife. How, how great. And then chapter two and three was sort of like, what if we took the elaborate backstory lore and expanded that to be the major focus of the franchise and show you exactly how badass we can make Keanu Reeves look? And they can make him look really, really badass. It's really great. Yeah, it's like before we had the Renaissance, that is everyone realizing Brendan Fraser is still a really cool human being again. We have the Keanu Renaissance, which was like John Wick inspired, and then he just started showing up in random rom coms and this place and that place, and now he's back at the top of the conversation, right? But like, I'm really glad to see the John Wick 4 as a universe, but as a franchise specifically, it's still being handled so well, you know? Like, it's going to be really fun seeing how this movie plays out. He, he, he gets on a horse again, he's in the desert. Uh, there's that one point where he's just flipping people onto cars while shooting them at the same time. Uh, there's another dog. They, they're keeping the dog theme. Yeah. So you you know you know it's gonna be a good time. Uh, I'm I'm so excited for this movie. As am I. Like that's a movie I would not necessarily mind paying to rent for full price, just watching it for at home. Also fair, but I'm watching that in the biggest screen I can find, much like yes. Creed Free, which. Is also coming out next month, and I have no idea how Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut is going to go, but I know it's going to be fun to watch him box Jonathan Major, so it'll be fine. Have you seen that clip going around about him talking about how, like, some of the punches in Creed 3 are inspired by anime, and there's, like, a specific punch that's inspired by somebody in Dragon Ball Z being cut, punched in the gut? Yeah, I've, that's the only thing I've been able to think about, is that if he's able to pull <laughs> off what he's describing, it's going to be fun to watch. Yes, like, honestly, like, Rocky franchise is the perfect place to try and make anime fights with live action, so, like, I can't wait. And, like, Jonathan Majors is the perfect villain to, to try to do that. Like, he, he's he's built, like, an anime character right now. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I remember when I first saw him on the Discord saying, you know, Jonathan Majors makes me feel like I should stop wearing short sleeve shirts. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel that. I feel that. So, so, lots of things good coming in March, so... Yes, yes, indeed. But all right, folks, we've given a lot to you already, but we're not quite done yet. It's time for our patented, not padded lightning round. So we got a new sh- trailer for The Little Mermaid live action adaptation. And we, this comes out May 26th. And we also, for the first time, got a like brief glimpse of Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, which looks pretty cool. Disney knows they have a win here because they're doing that thing where they show you like a five second trailer, then a 30 second trailer, and then they're going to eventually give you the real one. But they're going to milk this and the hype's going to be great. I can't wait. Next up, just a little fun little coincidence I noticed. We have two movies coming out about video games, but not based on the games themselves, based more so on the culture around those games. One of them is called Pinball, The Man Who Saved the Game, which comes out March 17th. And it is about a GQ journalist who back in like the 70s or so was just obsessed with playing pinball. Then all of a sudden found out that the game was actually banned on like legally in New York City for a whole three decades. So that if any establishment had pinball, like the police 
have the right to come break the game and take it away. So that's an interesting story. On the other side, we have Tetris, which will be shown on Apple TV Plus on March 31st, starring Taron Edgerton, which is about someone who helped Tetris become a worldwide sensation. It seems like it was a game that already existed, but there was a whole lot of like dramatic background going on about patents and all that kind of stuff. And apparently the KGB was involved. It's a lot, but that seems fun. I will keep in mind that the Apple TV Plus uh, one is a slightly more comedic take on on the story um, fair very fair <laughs> just just to, to provide a little bit of context <laughs> Thank it you is for based on on true stuff but much like most uh biopics uh it's a little it's a little more rowdier i think than probably what actually happened oh for sure <laughs> And just lastly, two couple more things related to Netflix. Um, one, Poker Face has been renewed for season two. And lastly, Netflix has just announced they're releasing a new dance competition called Dance 100 that's based on the premise that choreographers will be organizing dances with groups of dancers that progressively get larger and larger until they eventually get to the name of the show which is about 100 that's everything for our lightning round folks and if you want to hear more from black nerd problems be sure to follow us on twitter instagram and twitch that was this week in nerd news tune in next week for more pop culture news once again i am your host keith reed cleveland and i am your host michael snyder as always please like comment subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and tell a friend